Hey guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and today we're coming at you with another uh, shorter episode as a to the point. Just me and Nick in here, and uh, we just uh, want to get to talking about. Um, I think Nick has a couple of notes. I came uh, underprepared once again, so uh, he's going to throw some stuff at us. We're just going to throw a podcast together and see what happens. Well, I mean, to be fair, again, I mean, you have been working a lot for work, and I don't know what you're willing to talk about there, but you know, there's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of things going on. Super busy. One yeah. LLC is going away and joining another. Is there you go. Basically the sum of it. So, so um, the I, the thing that's kind of been bouncing around my brain is, so we see a lot of things online, especially when it comes to mainstream media. And I don't care what mainstream media you watch, whether you're the person that watches CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or Breitbart or whatever it is, BBC, whatever it is. When it comes to especially the American big name news medias, um, we can all agree, I would assume, that there's a lot of misinformation or disinformation as well as a lot of opinion telling you how you should be thinking instead of reporting the facts. So, or they tell the truth, but not the whole truth, you know, yeah. little snippets here and there. Make- or you get, or you get the whole, here's our opinion on it. Now you have to decide whether it's factual. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in Walter Cronkite's days, it used to be here are the facts of what happened. Now you draw your own opinion and your own conclusions. Okay? Yeah. And a lot of times in those stories, there is a lot of fact to it, but there's, other stuff thrown in the mix. Yeah. So this this is the kind of stuff that like we would need to get like Ted Carter on the podcast, like this, like the more quote unquote conspiracy theories. And of course, you know, when we first started the podcast, we were peddling conspiracy theories, which are now being found to be true. Which you know, Biden says there's 330 vaccinated Americans, 330 million vaccinated Americans, and uh, they're all doing fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only like 311 million in our country. I mean, that's probably skyrocketed considering the illegal immigration that's going on right now. But um, there's 311 million citizens. Yeah, right. Based on you know census data. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on, and then and then like for instance, like YouTube actually just made it in their policy where now you can start talking about quote unquote glitches and errors and all this other kind of stuff in relation to the 2020 election, which people are now saying, Oh, this is fantastic. We now have our freedom of speech back. And I'm like, you know what? People are so short sighted. And that's one thing I want to talk about today is when you see companies like YouTube that represent billions of dollars. Okay. They aren't doing that to give you anything. They don't care. As long as you're giving them money and making them money, that's what they care about. So when they, they're they making it okay to say glitches and miscounts and errors and all this other kind of stuff, because heaven forbid, if Trump were to win in the next election or DeSantis or whoever it is that they don't like, now they can say, oh, well, it's been documented and it's known that there's glitches and errors. And now we can do the whole recount, quote unquote, which takes however long, and now we can do the whole ballot harvest, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that we saw in the last election, right? So look out ahead of what's going on. The only reason they're doing that is to make it more socially acceptable, more known, more the norm. So when they start doing these shady practices, like shutting down these elections and saying, oh, you know, like uh, up until these last few elections or the last election, never 
has it taken more than one night to count all the votes and to get everything done ever. Mm-hmm. And now every election has these several days and we'll figure out what happened and all this other kind of stuff. Okay. I mean, it's never been fully counted on the election night, but it's <clears> been decided it's enough. decided. Yeah, yes. To where it's decided. Yep. And so it just, you got to look out ahead of these things. They're basically conditioning you so that when that does come up and say, you know, let's say just, just for the sake of this conversation, Trump were to win. They can now say, oh, there was election or there was errors and glitches and blah, blah, blah. And we need to do a recount and all this other kind of stuff. And then you give just enough of that, like, I don't know, kind of thing. And then now people are like, well, okay, I could see it. It's plausible. It's happened in the past kind of thing. You're like, you're desensitizing the same way we talked about with Bill, where it used to be when you saw a murder on TV, you were like, (gasps) and now people have been reduced to. There were 24 murders in Chicago this weekend. Like, people are a number. They're desensitizing you mm-hmm. yet again. And so that then brings me to the next thing is you saw Anderson Cooper on CNN talking about how when the CNN town hall happened that this is the Trump was the man that's out front. He has like 70% of the Republican voter, va- voter base and like this is going to happen and he's going to be the guy and all this other kind of stuff like CNN's admitting this. Which then makes me think, wait a minute, like most people are like, yeah, go Trump, yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. And that makes me like squint my eyes because for how long did they smear him Mm -hmm. in the mirror saying like Russian scandal and all this other kind of stuff, which was again found to not be true that, you know, he did all these things um, which were found not to be true. So we can all agree that there's disinformation, misinformation. So if the media is saying that a guy is terrible, he's likely bad. But if they're saying that he's bad, he's likely good, right? Same thing with Andrew Tate. And I know that you don't agree with me there. Um, but that's one thing I feel like he was even attacked in uh, his last or his first public interview since being released from jail, which, of course, was quietly mentioned like for based on what everybody else knows the guy's still in quote-unquote prison no he was in a detention a temporary detention facility known as jail jail and prison are two very different things so he he was basically saying that like this lady said like cigars alcohol and nice cars was misogynistic and he was like wait what and like you know went back at it and that's the way like these things are being viewed and touted and all this other kind of stuff so you know, when that kind of stuff happens where Anderson Cooper's like, this is going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, that's like some misinformation, disinformation. Like, okay, what I'm trying to like read between the lines. I haven't quite yet figured out there because like he was basically saying, this is it. This is him. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be elected. That, those were essentially his words. Like, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like C- <laughs> CNN's not allowing what, what, what? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. So then that furthers me on to things like I did a little bit of research like with what Bud Light did. And so Bud Light released a can that was in support of a transgender person, um, unsure what their um, what their assigned gender was at birth. Um, but long story short, you know, they had like they lost like 18 billion or some shit like that since they've done that. You in heard the, the story share. on that, though, right? So like I, the marketer did it yeah right on her own yes like right. she did she went like nobody above her knew that it was going to happen and then it happened yeah so you know and, and fair fair if that happened it happened like i I'm, I'm i can i can see that happening i don't think she's part of the bud light organization anymore to say the least yeah but what i'm getting at here is 
let's look at this. Like, let's let's play the conspiracy theory of like these people are being placed in these organizations, right? By people that have a lot of money, have a lot of pull, and all that kind of stuff. And people, I saw a Republican member of either the House or the Senate. I can't remember the guy's name. He was posting a picture that showed after Memorial Day that all the beer at a grocery store was gone except Bud Light. Basically giving the middle finger and saying like, see, hoorah, you know, we, we gave the finger to the man kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and we don't support this, which you know how I am. Like, I don't support that lifestyle either. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. But again, we're short sighted here when that marketing lady, like I guarantee she's going to go and get another high paying job. There's probably going to be another liberal organization that's going to hire her and she's making more money. Because of the statement she made. Mm-hmm. Okay? Never let a good crisis go to waste, according to Marco Rubio. Another Democrat, by the way. Um, and so did she actually really lose anything? Doubtful. Doubtful. And and even if she did, okay, that was one person. But now you have a whole country of Americans that have decided, I'm not going to buy that beer anymore. Anheuser-Busch is the largest producer, last I knew, like, pretty much, if you go to a restaurant that is serving beer on tap, Bud Light's there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's never, I've never been to a place that didn't have Bud Light. Well, I did some research on the way in here. Bud Light employs 19,000 workers across America. Now, they are owned by a German company, if I remember correctly now. But, so what happened was, you may have said, screw the man and screw Anheuser-Busch, but here's what happened. You have P- Americans that aren't buying the beer anymore. Who's that actually affect? Does that really affect Anheuser-Busch as much? I mean, $18 billion is a lot of money, but they've been in business a long time. You right? know what's funny about Anheuser-Busch? What's that? I'm just looking at like all the rest of the beers that mm-hmm. they own. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, like, Go ahead. Name them. No, name them. We're concerned about Bud Light. Yeah. You know, but I guarantee you people were buying Michelob Ultra instead. <laughs> Or Stella, or Bush, or Natty Light, Land Sharks, Shock Top, like Anheuser Busch owns all of them. There's even more than that. Yeah, I mean that's just the main ones. I mean, but those are the more Presidente, um, Estrella, Kona Brewing, Budweiser, obviously. But I mean, there's tons of them. So, who was actually hurt in this? Okay. So if they lost $18 billion in market share, the middle-class worker that's working in now, their Now, who lost $18 in billion in market share? Is it Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch? Well, Anheuser-Busch, I guess. I don't know. I, I bet if you go look at that number, it did not. What? Anheuser-Busch did not lose 18%. Maybe it was $18 million. I might have put too many zeros there. Yeah. Um, but either way, to, to you and I, a significant amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. We could live off that money for the rest of our lives. So... Um, even and if it's eighteen million, that's even less uh, money that's that that affected them. That's parking meter change. But what I'm trying to get at here is, rather than getting caught up in the numbers, um, because I've been I've been bouncing all this around and trying to put all this stuff together, and I didn't write it down, which I knew I should have. But you're you're affecting the middle class worker because if they're losing money, what are they going to do? And they're, they're they're not doing production. They can't they can't give beer away. I they're mean, they were giving away off. they were giving away racks for like two, three, and four dollars. I mean. That's insane. And so they're going to start laying people off, 
which means you're now further hurting the middle class, which we have seen a war on the middle class for how long now? And when you hurt the middle class worker and you, you know, because the people that are truly at the top, that truly have the big, big money, you know, they want the two class system that you used to see in monarchies and oligarchies. They want the rich and the poor, and there is nothing in the middle, period. Mm-hmm. And you control the poor when you are rich. When you have a robust middle class is when you start to really have like a prosperous, truly prosperous society. And that's not what I think they want. They want all the money. They want everything that they can get. I think the United States was founded on like the middle class having a majority of the wealth in the country. Yeah. And so, so when you're going out there and you're posting on your Instagram story, your Facebook story, your walls, whatever it is that you're posting, just think like, and please don't, please hear me. I'm not saying go and support the trans company or trans community. I'm not saying tolerate that stuff. I'm not saying that, but what I wanted to get at also was today in, in church, we were talking about, isn't it kind of our job to tolerated i guess in what way uh like we're not supposed to judge them on what they're doing okay and how they handle that situation mm-hmm. and whether they're gay straight lesbian i mean right right so basically what the tenets of your faith are is that you're not going to judge others based on their actions in mm-hmm. the sense of like nate you drank that alcohol that's against what i really read in the bible you're going to hell mm-hmm. that's not my judge judgment to make okay yeah. But the same thing can be said is, I have a question, uh, should I let my 11-year-old daughter be babysat by a registered sex offender? Is that probably a good idea? Probably not. Okay, I, but I can, so I can make judgments, right? I can make informed judgments. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is a judgment that it's very easy, it's biology, it's science, it's the real world, it's what's in scripture, it's what has been around since we began. That there is a male and a female. I'm making a judgment based on the facts put in front of my face about that kind of thing. And so I'm not judging them because I'm not saying, because you've heard me say, if those people come to my church, they're not beyond redemption. I want Mm -hmm. them to come to my church. I want them to get to know Christ and what Christ has for them. I want Christ to fill the void in their soul that they're trying to fill in being something they're not. We heard it from, I've heard it from many people on stories on Instagram. We heard it from Mike Cressy when he was here. He was trying to fill a void with that. And Christ was the only thing that could fill that void. Mm-hmm. So I'm not judging them saying like they're going to hell and all this other kind of stuff. That's not for me to decide. Okay. I know where I'm going and what's happening to me because it's been promised to me and I do my best to live that. Mm-hmm. So you can make judgments, but you're not supposed to judge people and where they're going and what they're going to do based on their actions. Does that help mm-hmm. make understand that a little more? Yeah. So. My pastor spent uh, his entire time today in Proverbs 17. And so basically the book of Proverbs is basically just the like Andy Frisilla, Jocko Willink, David Goggins portion of the Bible in the sense of like these are the ways that you live a like an admirable life. Mm-hmm. And it basically just breaks it out. Like, for instance, um, like, for instance, just just verse one to give an example, better a day, a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. Meaning if you can have peace and quiet, even though you may not have a ton of food, like that's probably that's more admirable to have than a feasting, but a table full of people that you don't like or that you hate. Um, so actually, let me change this to the, the 
Uh, it's an English standard version because it's easier to read. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, in here. So um, I had highlighted a couple of different. Oh, it doesn't get my highlights because I changed it. So let me go back to mine so I can get look at the highlights. I'd highlighted a few. So to answer your question on what you actually just got done saying is Proverbs 17, uh, number nine says, whoever fosters love covers over an offense. Okay. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. So it's talking a little bit also about gossiping there. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you did this thing and I go and I tell, you know, uh, what do you mean? Nobody gossips around yeah. here. You Nobody know, gossips then, in small Then towns. you're basically, you know, separating close friends. You're causing a divide. Mm-hmm. Now, when it says, whenever who fosters love covers over an offense, meaning how many times in your life have you made a mistake that you or something you regretted? Probably more than you can count. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, you know, we're supposed to cover those over and make mistakes. And as long as you're like learning from them and you're like moving on, that's the whole key here. It's the same thing. Like if you were a transgender person and you got the whole surgery, you got everything. Like you mutilated your body, but you still come to my church and you change your ways. It's covered over. It's done. You laid it at the cross. It's forgiven. It's it's done. It's finished. Mm-hmm. As long as you're continuing to do your best in your heart to try to live an admirable life. Okay. Um. Uh, also, acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. So acquitting the guilt or uh, uh, acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. What are we seeing right now? So much, right? Mm-hmm. When you see an officer involved shooting video, what are the comment sections typically saying? It's the officer's fault. Yeah. Like F that guy, all this other kind of stuff, right? Like we don't get the full context. We don't get the full thing there. And I'm, I'm and I sit here in this chair being guilty of some of that in the past too. And maybe even now, like talking about Anheuser-Busch's $18 billion market share, and I didn't have the full picture there. So what I'm getting at is, is like, we're just like, we're, we're, we're again, moving away from those things and those tenants and those, like, we're, we're so caught up in battling each other and hating each other and, you know, F this and F that, and I'm going to boycott this and I'm going to boycott that. And I'm not saying don't do those things. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying is. We've talked about it before on like voting with your dollar, you know, essentially. Yep. But right. the thing is, is like a company like that. I honestly don't think that this has affected Anheuser-Busch hardly at all because they just went and bought their different beers, the different brands of beer that they have, you know? Yeah. Those were all bought still. Well, even, and, even Budweiser probably was bought. And not only that, but everybody that shared their brand, right? I mean, brand recognition is a huge thing. You've got a degree in business. Mm-hmm. I've got a degree, degree in business. When I see the first form logo, I recognize it. I know exactly what it looks like. I know mm-hmm. exactly whose it is. I know what company represents. I know what they do, who they do, who owns it, where it's at, etc. Brand recognition is a huge deal. Yep. Right? Same thing with the McDonald's arches. When you see that bitch from a distance, you know exactly what it is, where it's at, what they sell. You can look at it and smell the french fries already. Amen. <laughs> so, so I think you gave them insane marketing mm-hmm. every time you slammed a share button or said their name. Well, just wait until the Super Bowl and you see the Bud Light commercials. Just, well, yeah. They're going to be the most patriotic Bud yes, Light they will. <laughs> yes, they will. They're going to be awesome. Because they're going to be trying to keep the Titanic from sinking. That's where the most money is going to cost them is in those commercials. Well, they're in the official beer of the NFL, too. Mm-hmm. So that's what helps with that. Yep. So so to kind of round this out, um, here's the last part of Proverbs. 
And this is the part that I really, really want to slam home for this podcast. If you listen to nothing else and you have disagreed with every single other thing that I've said, we can hopefully we can at least agree on this part right here. Okay. Again, Proverbs 17. This is going to be 27 and 28. Okay. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint and whoever has understanding is even tempered. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. So meaning like if you step into a room and you really don't know anything about the conversation at hand, if you just sit there and listen and kind of nod and agree, nobody, and you, you, you go in there with more knowledge than you came in or you leave with more knowledge than mm-hmm. you came in, but you didn't have to make a fool of yourself because you didn't have to say anything. You didn't try and talk out of your, your league. Basically. So basically if you're knowledgeable, you use your words with restraint. Essentially mm-hmm. you don't just spew at the mouth constantly trying to make people look bad and all this other kind of stuff. Okay? Or trying to make yourself look better. I, I see that a lot and that's easy to read in people now, you know? Yeah. It happens all the time. So, you know, if that's just the thing here is like we all need this moderation and temperance in essentially everything mm-hmm. that we do. And again, please don't say that I'm, I'm, Please don't hear that what I'm saying is go out and spend your money at Target because, you know, they have their whole kids trans line thing now of clothing. They or go buy Bud Light's beer with the the transgender person on it. That's not what I'm saying. okay? but just take a few moments because one thing I've learned in politics is uh, there's this this guy that I've been getting advice from. And every time that I get a piece of advice when it comes to social media or videos or posts or speeches is elicit an emotion, right? So I would say the government's coming to take your guns and we ain't going to do it, are we? And everybody's like, yeah, right? Like I've elicited an emotion. Mm -hmm. So when you keep in mind the media, social media, your friends, Everybody's trying to do that same thing. They're trying to elicit, elicit that emotional response to give you that tribalism, to divide you amongst your fellow man. So take a step back, step away from the media, first of all. Shut that shit off. It adds no benefit to your life. But take a step back. Go out and talk to your neighbor. Talk to your fellow man. Talk to the people around you, the guy you're standing next to in line at McDonald's. Okay? That's what we need to do. Take a step back, and when you're told... Something by the mainstream media that elicits an emotion. Shut it down real quick and think, what are they wanting me to feel and why are they wanting me to feel it? Mm-hmm. And really digest that. And really discern your the words and pay attention. You've heard me talk in the last couple of podcasts that that words are very important. It's not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. You know, these words are very important. Take a step back. Look at your fellow man for who they are and what they bring to the table, not what you're told to believe. And make some really good, sound quality decisions. And don't follow suit with what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. That's what's been running through my mind. It's a lot. And that's it. All right, we'll see you guys later. Have a good night. <laughs> so, yeah. Did I do a good job, Dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I don't know. I'm- you're pretty busy yourself too, so you don't really like spend a lot of time like scrolling Instagram reels or. Uh, I have been a little bit, but I try to catch, do less and less of that. Just, I I don't know. It just a lot of that stuff is just brain rot on there, you know. It's like, what does this add to my life? Absolutely nothing. 
videos I get my from my friends, you know, I'll watch those because that's something like we can relate. And most ninety nine percent of the time they're funny unless they're coming from Nick. So, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I uh I have been spamming you with a lot of Instagram reels. Yeah, I've wa- I mean I watch most of them. It's just a lot of times I just watch them real quick. And- yeah, as he's like scrolling through, going, dude, I have forty seven Instagram <laughs> reels to look at from you. The issue is, is like, I'll watch one and then I'll start scrolling, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, shit, I was supposed to watch more of these. And then I'll do the same repeat, start scrolling. So in other words, I'm helping the algorithm. I was like, God damn it. Now I got to get off of Instagram. I can't do this. I don't know. A lot of my social media has been like, I've been getting a lot of stuff on like, uh, home designs and contractors and all that stuff. And I try to watch. Stuff that brings value into my life, like that. Um, just things that educate me, and that way I can run a better company, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's it's just one of those things too. Of for me, like I'm trying to understand like the issues that are kind of going on. Mm-hmm. That's I would say wrong. most of my news comes off of Twitter. I try to get a lot of it off of there, but even then, it's few and far between. I just. A lot of the news I hear from you, my parents, just in passing, that kind of stuff. It's not like I. But that's the good thing. That's those are the conversations that you should be having, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you're consuming it from multiple different places, and then kind of making your informed decisions. There's yep. nothing. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, the fact that you're disconnected from those things, you're actually probably more mentally healthy. I don't result. know the last time I watched CNN or Fox News. I don't have cable, so that helps. Or like any, I like. Even like a news video, you know, like it's, I mean, the closest to that would be like me watching like the NBA playoffs or something like that and watching news on sports. I'll flip on the weather channel every once in a while if there's serious stuff in the area, but still it's just like it's at my phone. (laughs) So it's, I don't know, it's kind of nice to be disconnected from that. Yeah. Well, if you disconnect more and and connect with your fellow man in your area. Like you're gonna make your society more prosperous. Yep. As you'd be you'd be amazed at the things you can build when you disconnect and worry about what you control and what you what you can't instead of what you can't. Yeah. You know. Cool. Yep. We uh next week things will be official. We'll make it. We'll make an announcement. Yeah. Next week sometime, and we'll uh goal is to have a a grand opening for us Fourth of July. We'll do a little something something at the building. Nice. Nice. They're at the old EMS building. I definitely so. want to be a part of that somehow. I mean, I'll, I'll be working on the 4th of July. There's no way I won't be because mm-hmm. because of just it's Sterling and it's 4th of July and it's literally all hands on deck. We talked, I don't know, we'll, we'll uh, confirm it, but we talked about like grilling hot dogs and stuff and handing out waters and so we may do that. Come by and get you a hot dog. Yeah, cool. Well, I'd like to help too, honestly, if there's mm-hmm. anything I can do. Because I think I'm working 3 to 11s that day, so I wouldn't have to go to work until probably like... Probably till like noon, noon mm-hmm. or one. So if there's something I could do to help, I'd love to. Yeah. I don't know. We, we'll put a game plan together and stuff and get her figured out. So I'll let, let you know. It's, it's exciting stuff's happening in Sterling, man. That development that they're going to put in um, on the east side of town. We don't have anything to do with it. Um, we went over and watched the ribbon cutting and stuff. That was really cool. You know, the first phase is seven duplexes there on First Street. And then... There's over 50 plus units that they're adding eventually. Um, there's another, I think, low income apartment complex, kind of like Jefferson Plaza. 
they're doing multiple multi-family homes and then there's single family homes all sorts of stuff looks like they're gonna add a pool in and um it's a really eager development group out of uh wichita is doing this deal and they've done stuff in garden plain and conway and el dorado i mean all over the wichita area and they're coming our direction there's uh big things happening in sterling man well i know that that was one of the things that there was <coughs> there was some industry that wanted to kind of move to the area because they have some commercial properties but they said the problem is is that like there's not enough housing like if we where we want to add you know 50 or 100 jobs to your community we need 50 or 100 houses to put them in or at least units yeah. of some kind oh uh, there may be more developments on the way too yeah and so i think it's just interesting to see that growth um we're gonna need a bigger grocery store hey that's cool nothing <laughs> wrong with that yeah nothing wrong with that um because it you know, just just tell Home Lumber to move out there to that property north of Sonic, build them a nice big lot that they can get more stuff on, and then, yeah. you know, Dylan's buys that and makes it bigger. We actually interviewed a uh, restaurant manager on Friday that's going to come in and possibly run the bar and grill there um, They were doing below the liquor store. So that was, that was a cool, cool meeting, seeing his inside. And we're trying to get his insight on, like, how to build the kitchen out, you know, because we kind of need to know where plumbing's going to go in order to... Yeah, like especially if, if, if you were to come in, slab there. Yeah, if you were to come in and cook, where how would you want things? done? How would you want this in an ideal situation? Set this kitchen up for. Us. Yeah, hmm. that's badass, man. It was cool. I want to be cool like you when I grow up. <laughs> it was a cool meeting. Met with uh, some other clients and went on a tour of um, the lab, um, Genzada at Genzada, and saw the like where they're doing the cancer research and. I know they take people on tours in there all the time, and it's it's a cool, cool spot. Figured out that um, we could uh, actually take our um, cannabis there, and they'll test it for pesticides and heavy metals, that kind of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So is that what you're going to start doing? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, you get keep the money more local that way, too. Yep. That's bad. Met, That's met those badass. two head chemists that work in there, and uh, they're uh, very nice people. Hmm. So. Yeah, I see them in there. They're always in there late. Like yeah, there was in there. Like they work, work all working, the time, working hard all the time. Hmm. Well, you gonna wrap it up, man? Yep. Right as the fan came on, perfect time. <laughs> hey, everyone, thanks for taking the opportunity to listen to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you again. We're just humbled that you came to join us. Uh, we've always had the mission that even if we can help one person just get one step better in their life, that this whole lives, this whole thing has been worth it. Uh, we we've heard feedback from multiple people that that's happened and we're just humbled that we're, we're gathered here together and we're able to just uh to to get the word out to just have conversations and even though they may be uncomfortable we may not always agree on them uh we just appreciate the time check us out www.thehigherpoints.com on facebook at the higher points podcast and instagram is at the higher points uh keep up the sharing and everything like that again tyrone thank you so much uh dallas you're constant uh listening janine you're listening as well uh, we just are really humbled and just appreciate the shares and getting the word out there. So maybe we can uh, hopefully help some other people through what we do. Uh, we'll, uh, we appreciate the, uh, the time, the effort, the energy, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Have a good week.